I just really encourage people to think about embracing the opportunities to grow and to learn and to dive deep into things and to work on themselves because other things start to open up. The less energy I am putting into my thoughts about food and worried about relationship with food or gaining weight back, the more energy that I have to put into other things. That's just a huge gift. What's going on, team? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Dieting from the Inside Out. If you're new here, welcome to the show. My name is Jared Hamilton. I'm your host. Got a really, really cool episode ready for you today because I wanted to show you how how the deep work is really the solution and the key to getting to where you want to be. Because the cool thing with this episode is um, you're going to hear from an amazing lady named Heidi. And here's the cool thing with Heidi. Heidi was able to have such an amazing transformation around her own goals, but also, but specifically things like be able to eat more calories while losing weight, be able to stop binge eating as a whole that's been going on for years to, to completely free up the mental space she's had around food and fear around gaining weight, the scale, the whole nine yards in just a matter of months. It's it's absolutely amazing. But here's the thing. The solution for her wasn't some extra, extra thing around weight loss. It wasn't a calorie hack. It wasn't a special kind of workout. The entirety around this conversation was around specifics around inner work, like journaling, like identity work, like inner child work, like uh, mental reframes. And that's the thing is these are the deeper levels and the deeper components that most people forget and they leave out of their, their program that causes the most amount of change. So you'll definitely want to stick around for the whole episode. It was really, really good. Um, What's funny is Heidi was actually one of the scholarship winners we've had. So she's actually been working with Coach Steven, and she was one of the winners of the scholarship that we had, and she was able to have this giant turnaround mentally and physically, and it's been been the coolest thing to watch. Um, now, before we get into all of that, I did want to give a big thank you to the sponsors of the show. Sponsor number one is, uh, we'll go with First Form first. I was about to do my other one, but First Form, I've got their shirt on as always. Um and here's the thing, guys, you you know that, like I talk about it a lot, supplements are not the end-all, be-all. Supplements are meant to fill the gaps you are not getting with food. And that's the thing is when it comes to the supplement world and the industry, it can be really shady. It's not regulated by the FDA. Um, anyone can start selling supplements on Amazon or whatever the case is. So you don't always know what you're getting into. And I want to make sure for those that that take supplements that that are that are coming here and getting this information. I want to make sure that you are spending your money in the right places, that you're getting quality, and that you're getting safety and accurate labels in the whole nine yards. Um, because that's the thing is there's a lot of shady companies out there that are in big box stores, like the amount of lawsuits that have been lost, um, from, uh, from supplements that they sell in GNC, that they sell inside vitamin shop, that they sell in Walmart. And it's pretty crazy just because it's so unregulated. So the thing is, the thing I love about First Form is all of their products have all this extra third-party testing to show that they're legitimate. Um, it's not made in someone's basement, and I just want to make sure you're getting the best stuff. So definitely go check them out. There's a link in the show description, and I really appreciate that. Now, um, sponsor number two is Flex Pro Meals. Excuse me. Flex Pro, actually just, if you're watching the video, I actually just had one. I had just me some uh, truffle, what was it? Truffle meatloaf? Yeah, truffle meatloaf. It was one of my favorites. But anyway, um, the thing with, with, with Flex Pro, guys, is it, it makes the game even more convenient for fat loss and for the goals that you have. Because I know I may not have, I don't have kids, but my, my schedule is crazy. I travel a lot. Things get unpredictable. I run a company. I have a big team, like the whole nine yards. And I know for you, you probably have 
a job. You probably have kids. You're probably running from like dance practice, soccer games to all this insane amount of stuff. And it makes sometimes it really hard to keep your nutrition in check. This is when people end up in drive throughs a lot. They end up just swinging inside a gas station and it just makes things quite a bit harder and you're going to spend a lot more money. So having meals in your fridge on deck, ready to go, that taste amazing, that are made by a chef that keeps your nutrition in check is a really big deal and it can be so helpful. So definitely check out FlexPro, um, link in the description or go to flexpromeals.com. But I also want to save you some more money and you can use the code Hamilton trained and it will save you 20% at checkout, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that's it. I will shut up now. <laughs> Let's get into the episode. I know you're going to get a lot of out of, get a lot out of this. Be sure and subscribe if you have not already. Otherwise I will talk to you soon. Cool. Well, I'm super stoked to do this. Heidi, once again, thank you for coming on here. I know this is weird, but I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. Of course, of course. So just to give context, Heidi, give a little bit of kind of like where things were like before coaching, um, just to like what your story was with some of the struggle and things like that. Well, to try to take a long history and summarize it, like I had, I would say, poor, poor body image um, and what I would call like compulsive eating issues, um, you know, is I started puberty and my body changes changed that worked into, um, binging and purging in my late teens and early twenties. Um, and then I think on one hand, my weight never got out of control. I would say I had times where I had a lot of ups and downs though. Um, and I definitely always felt it was up even when maybe it wasn't as much as I thought it was. Um, so with that, I just, I had the thought that I'm, I have problems with food. I have problems with eating. Um, and that has just always kind of been a part of, you know, where I've been and, then I more recently got into a really good um, fitness program, and this was like right before COVID, um, and it really did help me a lot. Um, but I also found it was more like the boot camp, like really you know intense work, um, great community, lots of great stuff going on. But it honestly it was not sustainable for me um, at the intensity that it was, um, injuries would knock me off and it'd be hard to get yourself psyched back up to get back on it. Um, and then more recently, like just stress in general, like the, the stress of last year of, um, I'm a school counselor. So the school just really knocked me for a loop and some pounds came back on. Um, that was really frustrating because I thought I had, I thought I had really made some big progress with it. So, so fast forward to like things where things are at now, because like you've made such amazing progress in such a, a short period of time. Like if you want to like zoom out. So like, where are some things that, where are things at now? I am at a lower weight than I honestly re ever remember being. And I just turned 54. That's so amazing. I know I've, I'm sure I've been here before. <laughs> um, and I did it. The, the last seven, eight pounds have truly been when like, I thought I was at maintenance <laughs> mm -hmm. 
and cal- adding calories back in um, and adding the protein, you know, hugely back in. Um, and while doing that, um, having s- some pretty big ahas moments, um, when I started my coaching with Steven, it was like right around the holidays, right? Because the holiday season was starting. Um, so I had a lot of fear about feeling like restricted around the holidays and the, all the inner work and reframing that, you know, Stephen helped me do. It's like, Oh, this, this isn't restriction. This is just setting myself up for the goals I want to have. Right. And I still enjoyed the foods I wanted mm-hmm. along the way as well. I love that. Um, though that was a huge, um, change for me in just the identity work, you know, kind of like, Oh, wow. Like I can do more, you know, fitness wise, um, and have a better relationship with food, um, than I ever thought I could. I love that. So, so for you, does it just feel kind of weird? It's like, wait a second. I'm the most successful with this stuff I've ever been, but I don't, it's the least pressure around this stuff. Like no more binge eating or <laughs> no more emotional stuff and no more junk, but like you're the most successful you've been. Does it, is, does it feel like almost weird? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> almost like I'm getting away with something <laughs> like it's right. <laughs> and not that it's easy because, you know, there has been work and, you know, attention to things, but then in some ways it, it has been easy. Um, so yeah, sometimes I do feel like I'm getting away with something. <laughs> Steven, what are your thoughts on that? Like, 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 cause you've been the one in the trenches with her. Like, what are your thoughts on, on her, her story around this before things were at with the craziness and then where things are at now? I remember pretty vividly that first meeting Heidi, her initial goal was like, she's like, I, she was like at this weight where she was having a hard time figuring out how she was going to manage that. Like she had fear around potentially putting on more weight, right, Heidi? Like you were kind Mm -hmm. of in this place Mm -hmm. of like, I'd really like to stay where I'm at, but I don't, I remember you saying, I don't trust myself enough to stay here, right? And so I remember that was kind of the base. And I think like, to me, the biggest transformation has been in your relationship around food and how you've done so much work around, like you said, reframing things. And we've talked through a lot of things, but I think for you, it was really diving into the inner work around, um, around the relationship with food and around, you know, letting go of restriction and, and so on and so forth. Um, and, and you've done an amazing job with that. And I would say that's been huge, but I mean, just to give context to anyone that listens to this, it's like, you know, we started what we thought was around maintenance, right? Like we, cause the goal wasn't really weight loss. And so I remember we took from where your calories were, we brought them up to about 1700. We were trying to play around with maintenance there. And the cool thing is I was looking back on our averages. It's been, you know, a little over three months now. And we've actually increased average calories per week by, I think we're almost like the 250 calorie mark. Um, and, and you've dropped like six or seven pounds and, and gotten leaner, um, which is just, just an amazing part of the process. But I can say like, um, from day one, I remember meeting Heidi and like, I remember we hit it off because you were like a a self-help junkie as am I. So (laughs) so I was like, I, I knew that day I was like, Oh, 
she's going to be super successful and take to whatever, you know, advice is kind of laid out and, 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 and respond well to the questions that I ask and, and things like that. So, um, I think it's just been kind of one of those situations where, um, she really took everything and applied it. Cause like she said, there has been a lot of hard work, but she's put in a lot of work to, um, earn where she's at right now, not just from a body composition standpoint, but from, uh, getting out of that restriction mindset and establishing a new relationship with food. So that's huge. So Heidi, I'm curious. So, cause this is the biggest, this is one of the biggest areas most people fail is because of when, when our history is so much centered around starving, crazy workouts, food is bad, avoid this restriction that the thought of like, wait, you want me to eat more calories, eat the foods that I've been scared of for the last 30 years, and then somehow stop binge eating. Like what? What made you wrap your head around that? Because most people just don't go from that to that. So for you, what made you go, okay, I'm going to give this a shot? I think just hearing it kind of over and over again <laughs> um, in, and kind of immersing myself in the in the journaling and the inner work, mm -hmm. you know. Can can I let this be a little bit easier? You know, it was one of the questions I journaled on. Like, would that be okay? Got it. I love that. And just kind of being willing to try, knowing also that I had had success taking pounds off before. If I needed to go back down in calories, that would be okay. You know, that I also knew how to do that. So that a lot of it had... Again, Stephen used the word, it's like, oh, yeah, that that self-trust, because I had such a pattern of gaining, you know, weight back. Yeah. Um, so just keeping my word to myself was a big part of it all. Um, and then that helped me trust that even if even if calories do go up and my weight goes up, I'll, I'll be able to adjust that if I need to. Sure. I love that. Well, and that's the thing is a lot of times when people have self-trust or confidence issues, it's the the one thing they don't want to do. It's the one thing that fixes it. It's your actions. Like anyone can look at themselves in the ear and say, I'm good enough. I'm worthy. I'm confident. But when your actions have a terrible track record, no affirmation is going to fix that. So you're a professional executor and you went, you know what, I'm going to keep my word. And then all of a sudden everything changed. That's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Were you ever a little skeptical about some of the inner work? Because again, like, because uh, I my thing is I want people to listen to this and and just get hope and really get some perspective of like, oh wow, she's just like me. Maybe I should do some of the things that she did. And a lot of times people are so in a fat loss hurry, they're like, I just want to lose weight now. Wait, why the fuck is Jared talking about journaling and meditating? This is that does that's not even relevant. But for you, it made some of the biggest differences for sure. I was always pretty open to it. Um, the inner work, again, as I said, I've, I've, you know, read self-help book after self-help book and kind of embraced that. Um, you know, I'm in the mental health field, so I've always been pretty open to that. Um, and I kind of like, I'm going to try it. Like the, like, you know, the coma journaling and, and that it really does, you know, it, it helps to like, who do I want to be? Um, and getting to some of those specifics. Yeah, for sure. Steven, where do you, where do you, where did you see it change for her so much? Like what, from the coach, from the coach's perspective, 
in her journey, like where do you see it really started to shift for her? Like, okay, now we're hitting a stride. I would say pr pretty early on, really. I would say probably once we got through, uh, I would even say Thanksgiving, because I think Christmas was a bit easier for you to navigate. But I, I think reflecting back, it really is like, again, we, we I, and I don't, Heidi could probably speak to this better, but I, I, I think back and I think about the way that I approached certain things. And so I remember with the restriction, she would be doing these things, like processing a lot around her relationship with food, but still at times feel like she may be restricting. And I would just ask her, where's that coming from? Why do you, why do you feel like you're restricting? And as she mentioned earlier, we would kind of dive deeper into, well, you're really just making choices that are in alignment with your goals, but you're not restricting yourself from allowing yourself to have the thing and seeing how the, how the thing feels and, and working that into her calories. So I think that was huge. Like getting into that reframe, I think changed a lot in terms of not necessarily changed a lot, but just got more buy-in into the process. And then I remember kind of going through the process of, um, you know, we had, we had dropped some, some pounds and it was like, oh shit, like this might not be your maintenance. We might actually be in a slight deficit. Yeah. And I remember mentioning that to her mm -hmm. and then we kind of played on her, her other goals of like, Hey, you have this goal to build muscle. You're getting stronger in the gym or in your workouts. Like we have actually transitioned her from all home workouts to now she gets in the gym one day a week and crushes it in the gym. We've gotten a lot stronger, right? But we kind of looked at that goal of wanting to build muscle. And I said, you know, there comes a time where like you, you can't build muscle if you're in a deficit. So we need to like increase, slowly increase calories. And we just slowly got her comfortable with the idea. So I think the way I kind of would soft land with some of the ideas and start to plant the seed and, and allow her to process them. But um, so I think that helped a lot. But but I think, um, again, the big stride really happened, I think, probably within our first four or five weeks of coaching around the relationship with food stuff. So I love that. Heidi, for you, was it was it? kind of scary adding calories back like in, in going up was that kind of kind of scary it still is yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it is it is i i mean i do trust because it's been a while now so i trust trust the process more um but but yeah but yeah it still takes a little bit of you know mental effort we talked about it for what like to, i think two or three weeks before you were like, <laughs> yeah, before you were finally like, okay with it. But I would yeah. just continually plant the seed of like, Hey, like, you know, we're going to be okay. Like, you know, and you're going to need to go into a bit of a maintenance to build more muscle. So I think just the way it was framed and then she really um, was able to process it and get to a point where it's like, okay, well we could always go back down if we need to. Right. Having some of those reflections back, back to me, such as, so that's interesting. Like, tell me more about, um, you know, feeling restricted or tell me more about why, why you're nervous about that or why you feel like your warm up isn't hard enough and <laughs> things like that. Just, just having those reflections back really helped me to go, oh yeah, maybe I should think a little more about what, what that's all about. There might be something there that it's, I can think of a little bit differently. I love that. Steven, the one thing Steven actually, uh, we were doing a training on this and Steven, one of the things that you actually taught me, I don't think I've ever told you this. One thing you've taught me and that really brought to light that I've never thought about is how important reflection is on thinking. And, and that, and, and this is a case in, a per, beautiful case in point to why it's such an important part is if we never have a moment of reflection and go, you know what, wait, why do I feel like this and question those things? Um, it's really hard to get out of that. Steven, what are, what are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I would completely agree. I think what's, uh, well, I think, um, you know, I, I think on this a lot because I, I just even sent an email in the last couple of days. And I think when clients are struggling or have a major issue that they come to me with, I'm sure my clients, some of them are fucking sick of me at some point because they're probably like, oh God, another fucking question, you know? But at the end of the day, it's like, hey, what led you to believe that? Like, what? why, yeah. why are you feeling that way? You know, and yeah. it's like mm-hmm. when you dive deeper, because a lot of times thoughts are just accepted, right? But it's like, no, let's dive deeper into that narrative and, and what's going on in the mind. So then we can look to look to reframing it if we need to, you know, so that's why I'm such a, a huge believer in that. Yeah, that's huge. What's crazy is <clears throat> just in what we talked about in the last like 20 minutes or so, what's funny is, for, especially for those listening is like everyone who most people who come to this podcast is like, it's because they have some physical goal they're trying to achieve. Like they want to lose weight. They want to feel better, whatever. But this whole time, what we've talked about the most pivotal things for you, we haven't talked about a special calorie deficit. We haven't talked about magical workouts. We've talked about how shifting your identity, doing mm-hmm. inner work, like journaling perspective shifts and then reflection has totally changed everything, which I just think is, For sure. it's the epitome, yeah. it's the epitome of outer work without inner work doesn't work. It's the epitome mm-hmm. of dieting from the inside out. Would you, so for, so for you though, um, those, this deeper stuff is what's made the biggest difference for you. For sure. Um, like is, is Steven said at the beginning, I, my fear was about gaining weight back because I have done that in the past, like that, that maintenance I hadn't had that figured out. Um, I truly am feeling that self-trust, that self-efficacy now. And it, I, I know it's I, something I need to, you know, continue to nurture and keep working mm-hmm. on. I'm not just going to let it go. It's not like, oh, I'm there now. Right. Um, but I, but I'm, I'm feeling stronger in that than, than I, than I ever have. Yeah. I love that. You know, you said something Heidi just now that I think is really, really pivotal when you said, I I can't, it's, 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 it's a work in progress still. And in that, like, you're not just going to stop because the thing is though, people forget that self-efficacy, self-confidence and self-trust is like any other muscle. It's like any other skill set. If you don't use it, you lose it. It's why, like I always say, we, we brush our teeth every day because we know as soon as we stop brushing our teeth, our oral health will immediately decline. And I think people get to the spot like where you're at, where it's like, oh my gosh, I've made all these strides and I've, I've won so many times and I'm doing so well. Then we quit doing the things that got us there, which is really dangerous because then all of a sudden it's like, wait, why didn't, why did I, I go back to where I started? But it's, but it's one of those things where understanding that to continue the success, we have to keep doing the habits that have, that made us successful is so important. So that's huge. And I think just continually working on your mindset and continuing to reflect. I think it's there's an old adage that is like among self, like you guys will appreciate what's, it's like we all know the person that went to therapy once and then are like, I'm fixed. Like they go to therapy once and then they're convinced (laughs) that now all their problems are gone, right? It's like, no, it's like, it's all about the journey, like content, the journey never ends. And it's about continuing to do the work and to stay aware, you know? And I think it's, it's the same thing. Heidi, in your past, when, when you struggled a lot, did, did you, was the journey just terrible or, or did, or was this shift recent about like, okay, I'm going to enjoy the process? <laughs> um, no, I mean, that's, that's pretty recent. I mean, yeah, I've, whether it, the journey, it might've been about, about like, got to really work hard at those workouts. I've done juice fast. 
um, just a lot of negative self-talk, you know, that went with the process. Yeah. No, that, that's the thing, for, especially for those listening. It's one of, it goes back to that old saying, if the journey isn't sustainable, the roles, results won't be. It's, it's your, your happiness, your enjoyment, your everything during the journey is going to be an exact reflection of what the destination is going to look like. So if your journey sucks, well, we got to pump the brakes and fix that because the results are going to be the exact same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Heidi, one thing I like to ask a lot of people on the show is because this is a big part for people. And I and I always I mean, are eager to hear people's answers. But this also I think it hits home for a lot of people when it comes to to investing in yourself. I'm curious before you like right around the time you you signed up for for the program, were you hesitant? Because like ev- like it's one of those things. Everyone says they're they're in it to change themselves until money's involved. And then it's like, ooh. Maybe I'm not so, you know, maybe I don't want to change as bad, you know, because I, I always say people who pay, pay attention. Um, so for you, was there any hesitancy wanting to like actually put like money down and invest in something like this? And how did you overcome it if there was? I was the winner, winner of a scholarship. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I, I told I totally for space yeah. for, forgot about that. Um, yeah. So it for me, it was more about because I was at maintenance when I mm-hmm. won, I had to do a little mental mental gymnastics that yeah i I can accept this <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, because I feel like do, do they really do, do they but do they know like do they, <laughs> I did tell them that right yeah um like am I the right you know person to um to have this to be given this opportunity. Um, so I kind of felt with my gratitude that like, I really, I, that I need to embrace it because it was such a, a wonderful <laughs> opportunity. Yeah, for sure. I told, I totally space. I, for, I totally forgot you, you won the full scholarship. Um, but this is a great, this is a great segue because this, so this makes me want to ask a different question. So whenever someone invests in coaching and they sign up and that usually for most people, it's when money gets involved, they're like, oh shit, I've got to take this seriously because now they have skin in the game. But for you though, why is it, this is, I'm so, actually, I'm glad I messed up that question and, uh, and asked the wrong one because most people will watch my free content and then not take enough action because they have nothing to lose because, oh, it's just free content. So for you though, what made you take such abrupt action in this when there isn't skin in the game because you did win. So for you, what made you say, Oh shit, I'm going to take this kind of action. It. One, I knew I needed more than what I was getting from free content and from trying to do things on my own. Um, And I do think the just, having a coach and that accountability, that's just my, you know, personality that I'm, I'm going to be accountable. If I know there's somebody out there that is, um, that I'm, is checking in, um, on me, like, you know, answering to, you're not really answering to them, but, but just having that out there, that that's huge. Yeah. No. So, so for you, it was like, you're right. Cause it's not like, you're not like answering to Steven, but there's that expectation of like, okay, I know Steven's going to be waiting on my check-in. I know I'm mm-hmm. supposed to get three workouts in this week or however many. Yeah. So for you, for you, the accountability piece of having like, whether it be not wanting to let anyone down or the expectation of someone, um, was a big deal for you. The accountability. And then along with the, the gift of the accountability, the reward in that is getting that helpful feedback each week yeah. as well. 
Totally. Um, I love that. I love Mondays, Monday evenings <laughs> <laughs> when I get to, to hear the feedback. So, yeah, I love that. I love that. I think, Stephen, I'm curious your thoughts on this. I think that's really the biggest thing most people need is the accountability. Like, yeah, there's times where we need some new information. Like, hey, what do I do? Do I add calories? Do I take them away? What tactic do I put in? But for most people, it's the lack of accountability because everyone like still knows what to do, but doesn't do it. Everyone knows they should do inner work. Everyone knows they should eat better. Everyone knows they should move more. They whatever. But I think for most people, the, the third party accountability of like someone holding your actions to your ambition is one of the biggest things that I think holds most people back. And Steven, like myself, has been coaching for like a decade or so. So Steven, what are your thoughts on that? Just the third party accountability? Yeah, I mean, I think accountability is huge. Um, I think that's the biggest piece of coaching. And then I would also say like, um, uh, support, you know, I think support when you're when you're struggling, uh, you know, because even if you're doing well, if you run into a, you know, you have a bad week or whatever, it's like, if you don't have that support of someone kind of backing you up being like, hey, you know, one thing that I bring up a lot when a client has a bad week is like, or not a great week, right? It's like, hey, there's ups and downs along the journey. and We can't let one bad week get to us. It's because we're going to have a lot more good weeks, right? So I also think that support in those moments where because those crisis moments are when a lot of times when clients or just anyone will stop, right? Like, oh, this isn't working. Fuck it. I'm just going to throw in the towel, you know? But like, I think the combination of knowing they can reach out to their coach, they have the support, and then the accountability of that coach is going to be there for you and is expecting your check-in. Um, I think the combination of those things makes all the difference in the world. Absolutely. Would you Would you agree with that, Heidi? Oh, for sure. For sure. That just knowing there's somebody out there and it's, it, it keeps it because it is a learning process, right? So it just helps you know that you have somebody to, to help you learn. You're not supposed to have all the answers <laughs> right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if, if ever, but, um, <laughs> but that's, that's always a big part of it. Yeah. For sure. You know, one thing that that we hear a lot, like whenever people are applying for coaching and, and just in the DMs and stuff is a question we ask a lot is, well, who do, we, who do you have supporting you? Right. And I'm not even talking about from a coaching perspective. I'm talking about just general, general support. And most people go, oh, well, really no one. Like my friends think every time I do a diet, they say, oh, I'm on a diet kick again. Or they're, they're kind of even sometimes making fun of a lot of times, excuse me, a lot of times, you know, a partner like a husband or wife isn't you know, always supportive or if it's like, oh, well, yeah, you know what? You do need a break. It's fine. Like, or they let them fall off. If they're like, you know what? I think I want to quit. And they like, like, you know what? Do whatever you want to do. Cause it's really hard to hold accountable the person you sleep in bed with as well. Um, you know, so I think most people don't have the support system, don't have the right people in the, in their corner with a delicate balance of empathy and grace and guidance, but also accountability saying, no, no, look, this is what you said you want. It's my role to make sure your, your actions are in alignment with that, with, with a level of empathy. Um, I think most people don't have that in general from their partner or their kids or their friend group. And I think that's, that's half of it is because we become like those we associate with, you know, for sure. And, and I think the other part about the coaching relationship is you, you build up that trust for, you know, to, to talk about things that, you know, those, those dark moments or things, you know, you might not want to share with everybody in, sure. in your life as well. So, yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt, that's a, such a good point. Um, that's so good. Steven, what do you think about that? Um, yeah, I mean, I would, I would agree with that. I think, um, it's, it's, it's actually, 
it's combination of interesting and sad when you're coaching for a long time and you realize, like you just said, that a lot of people just don't have a lot of support. I mean, or you come to find out that someone doesn't have a supportive spouse, like at all, right? It's like, holy shit, that's, I wonder how that relationship goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree with that. I think, I think coaches do hold a, a space there for sure. Absolutely. Um, Heidi, I'm curious from your perspective. Well, one of the questions I always like to ask on here, um, is, uh, is what would you say to other ladies who are where, who are where you were? Like, cause that's the thing is I know, and I know you're still in the process of achieving all your goals, but like, you've also come so far, like, like, again, like this has been a multi year struggle with all sorts of crazy stuff. And you are so far on the other side of that. What would you say to other ladies who are where you were? You know, one of the things I think about is that you're, you're probably closer than you think to finding what you need to, to make the real progress that you want to make. I love that. So if you just keep going and are willing to like, not just be surface level and learning about, you know, calories and protein and the you know, strength training and activity, but willing to take it a little bit deeper. Um, you're probably going to, f- that's kind of where the magic is. That's huge. I, again, I think, I think most people are so hesitant on that because it's like, but I want to lose weight now. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. But, but, but it's one of those things too, where I feel like staying in that, but I got to lose weight now that never changes. Like, you know what I mean? That's just, <laughs> that never ends versus, pumping the brakes and saying, okay, I'm going to let weight loss take a sweet and jolly time into the inner work. That's really going to get me on the other side of where I want to be. So. And that it really, it feels more empowering when you are able to let go of those like timelines and that, oh, just in it, especially if you've been doing those time that timeline game for a long time, it's hard to <laughs> let go of that. But, um, yeah. But what, what I have found is, you know, and it's not, it wasn't any like big push away. It, you know, it was little by little, but, um, but it just feels very empowering to let go of that. <laughs> For you, was it, so I'm really glad you brought that up. So in terms of letting go, cause that's like one of the hardest things like for someone to do is let go of whatever the, the timeline, the diet culture, the, the calorie restriction, the deprivation, whatever, um, for you, was it just so logical? It's like, wow, I've struggled for X many years, so I might as well just let go of it because it's not helping me anyway. Or was there something else that allowed you to let go of that? I'm not sure. It almost is like while I was focusing on these other things, you know, uh, focusing on the wins a lot has helped me to then go all of a sudden, oh, I was able to let go of some of those other things because I was kind of too busy, you know, establishing the, the habits in the, you know, the practical things, um, both practical actions and the practical inner work part of it. Um, it, it kind of allowed some of those other timelines and expectations to, to fade away. So for you, it was just, it was just a shift of focus. It's like, you were like, I'm not actively trying to let go of this. I just changed my focus and it just kind of dissipated. That's interesting. 
I think at times there was, there was some of that. And I think there were other times where it, you know, became highlighted in processes. And then I, you know, journaled on things as well. Mm-hmm. Steven, how, what are, what's your thoughts on that for someone who would, who like that may be listening. That's like, man, I don't know how to let go of this. I have like, it's like an addiction to timelines and addiction to uh restriction, all these things. Like how, how would you, if you were their coach, go about teaching them to let go of some of these areas? Yeah. Well, I think, um, I'm honestly, I feel like I'm pretty blunt with clients. You know, I think I, tell, <laughs> I, I mean, I honestly, I tell them like, if you don't get the inner game right and you don't get the mental game, right. Like you're never going to achieve your goals. And that's yeah. just the reality, you know? And it's like, we have to emphasize that to clients from day one or otherwise they're not going to get it. And they think that they can just, you know, it's just a strategies and tactics thing. It's like, no, it's not a strategies and tactics thing. You can't really fit this thing into a box. You have to start looking deeper at who you are, what your identity is, what is your mindset like, where do we need to make shifts, you know, before you're ever going to be able to even think about a fucking timeline. So let's just get down the skills of doing the habits that are the core habits first, and then we can think about that other stuff. So I just really always try to set that precedent. And you know, the nice thing about the way that we do it is coaching is long term. So we have time to to work. And I think the way everything is framed. Um, but you know, one thing that's huge for me that I said even before I came on the team was that I always found that the clients of mine that journaled were always the most successful. And now it's like, I can't even say that like that, that is more any more true than like what we do in this program is like, the clients that journal and buy into the inner work are always the ones that are the most successful. Well, that should, you know, kind of be evidence of why they're so successful. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, like I always said, outer work without inner work doesn't work. You know what I mean? That's so good. Um, that's so good. Any final thoughts, um, Heidi? I know that that was, that was the last question I had. I wanted to ask, and, um, you guys both had an amazing answer. Any final thoughts? I just really encourage people to, you know, think about saying yes to themselves and, and embracing the opportunities to to grow and to learn and to, you know, dive deep into things and to work on themselves because um, other things start to open up. I don't want to open up something too huge, but this is, came up recently kind of in the coaching um, questions that um, it, the less energy I am putting into my thoughts about food and worried about relationship with food or gaining weight back, the more energy that I have to put into other things. And that's just a huge gift. Oh my gosh. It's so good. You know, whenever you, when you say that the first thing I thought of was um, like the, uh, the, the texting and driving conversation where it's like, you only have a hundred percent focus. So 50% is on your phone. You only have 50% on the road. And for you, that that's what it sounds like, you know, like if 80% of your thoughts and mental bandwidth are on food and fat, fat burning, fat storing, gaining weight. Oh my gosh. You only have 20% to enjoy your life and be present with your partner, your kids, your life. And now like, now that that's gone, you have like a hundred percent and the better it comes, the more you're going to get. That's amazing. Yeah. I think that is a beautiful spot to tie up today's episode. Okay. I, I could not have said that any, any better. Um, thank you very much, Heidi, for doing this. I know it's, I know, like you said, it was a little out of your comfort zone and, and, but I, I'm telling you, <laughs> sure. I really appreciate you doing this. I know there's, there are thousands of other ladies that are like, oh my gosh, that's that, that, that hits home. So I appreciate you doing that. Steven, once again, thank you too. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon.
And we are back. Thank you once again for tuning in to today's episode of Dieting from the Inside Out. It means a ton to me. Now, before you go, I have a, a few few uh, housekeeping items. Number one, if you're not subscribed to the show, be sure and do that. And be sure to do me two, two favors. One, leave me a review. It would mean a ton to me. Um, and if you don't mind, it would mean the world to me if you shared the show. Here's the truth. If you get a lot out of this, if you keep coming back to the show and you're like, man, I like this stuff don't keep it all to yourself. Don't be selfish. Share this with a friend, post it on your story, do something that's going to make what you got value out of to help other people. And that's how we can get this movement to keep going to end a lot of struggle. So that's the one ask that I have. Now, I do have a few things for you in the, the description of this. So number one, if you if, if Heidi's story resonated with you and you're like, man, I would really like to get that kind of help because I've been binge eating too. I've been struggling too. I've been uh, you know, overwhelmed and debilitated by calories and workouts and gaining weight and all this stuff. And you want to become a client or see, I should say, see about the possibility of becoming a client. Definitely go to the link below. I have a special uh, coaching link down in the description because number one, um, when it comes to coaching, we can only take on so many clients a month, but the people that go to, to apply for coaching from the podcast, number one, you go to the front of the list. Um, especially if we're like about to, to, you know, run out of spaces in the month, um, you go to the front of the line, but then number two, because you're coming from the podcast, if you get accepted into the program, I have a whole lot of free stuff for you just because you came from the show and it means a ton. And I always like to reward my podcast listeners because it takes a special kind of person to come listen to me talking to a mic for 45 minutes. So, um, I just want to show my appreciation there, but this way also, if you, when you apply below this way, we get to know you and your situation more because we don't sign up just anyone with a credit card. We have to make sure this is a good fit on both sides and make sure all your questions are answered. So you know what you're getting into and your expectations are on point. But if you're like, man, I really resonate with Heidi and I think I want to get a higher level of help and accountability um, and have someone in my corner guiding me just like Stephen guided Heidi, then definitely apply for coaching below. Now, if you're a little bit newer to my content and you're just not quite sure where to get started or things like that, number one, go check out my fat loss mini course. It's called the fat loss checklist. It's in the description as well. This is basically my quick five day course. It's all through email. That way it's your A to Z's of fat loss and how to basically sustainably lose weight and keep it off. It's a great place to start. Uh, if you're not following me on all my other socials like TikTok and Instagram, links are below for that too. And then if you don't have a home base, if you do not have a spot where you can go to to get loved on, to get support, to get your questions answered, to be around like-minded people, you'll want to join my Fat Loss Simplified Facebook group. It's a free Facebook group. Um, just answer the questions and add yourself and I'll make sure you get accepted. But so many times, just like like we were talking about with Heidi, is not having support is can can make or break, in most cases, break someone's success with transforming their life. And it's so easy to go through this journey and, you know, it, it not makes sense to your partner and not makes sense to your friends. You don't have anyone that you can like bounce ideas off of or get support and get loved on and things like that. So you'll want to go join my free Facebook group because I do big trainings in there all the time. Um, I have a lot of stuff in there. My whole team's in there and you'll want to join and I think you'll get a lot out of it. It's totally free. So the link for that is there below as well. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I think that's about it. Otherwise, be sure and, uh, and subscribe to the the, uh, the channel. Uh, this is also on YouTube. So all the, the interviews and podcast episodes are on the YouTube as well. So if you like to watch your interviews and the shows like this instead of listen to them, um, you'll want to do that. And last but not least, if you have not checked out the podcast website, I have even more stuff there. If you go to dietingfromtheinsideout.com, 
we also not only have like the full the full show, the full video there, but we also have the cliff like the cliff and show notes um, for just kind of like a quick recap. But then we also have a full blog of all the shows. So if you would rather just get like the highlights, you'd rather sit here and me talk. If you'd rather just like skim through this bad boy, we also have the whole podcast episode transcribed into a blog for you. So that way, no matter what your preference is, we got you taken care of. Um, but yeah, that's it. I appreciate the fuck out of you. Thank you so much for being here. I love you. I'll talk to you next time.